another episode of the anarchist experience episode 328 aka year seven week 26 uh, coming at you this week as always i am your host mr richie rich along with mc and ks and since we're on uh clubhouse now find us there or go to our website anarchistexperience.com. i think do we have the clubhouse link up there already did we did we nope. remedy that <laughs> nope okay so follow okay, well, I'll me do on it right after the show. Then. Follow me on Clubhouse uh, at Riches for Rich R I C H E S the number four R I C H uh, to get into the club, the Anarchist Experience Club, or search for that, and we'll we'll figure it out from there. And hopefully soon it'll be up on the website. That being said, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, great. Doing uh, doing well. So I've got a bunch of headlines lined up. I don't know if you guys had stuff going on in your world. Well, uh, the the biggest thing that happened that I saw was uh, how do you say her name? Saki, um, uh, Jen Saki. Yeah, yeah, Jen Saki. Saki. She she got up there and she basically said that uh, uh, Facebook is acting like the uh, the uh, extended arm of the De- Democrat Party, um, and they're uh, removing information according to what the white house tells them. So they're, they're working in, in cahoots, uh, together. They're working together to, uh, fight disinformation. Whatever the white house says is disinformation. So, um, so how, how do you feel about that? And then KS, uh, what is the libertarian position on that? You first MC, but think about that question. KS. I mean, they've been doing that voluntarily on their own anyway. Um, last year, I think probably actually for the last five years, they've been, uh, removing, uh, group Facebook groups of people that are, uh, against the authoritarian, uh, government or, or other authorities. Um, so whether it's against cops or against, uh, the establishment or, against the government in general um facebook doesn't like it okay so i think it's kind of weird um do you make a distinction now that it's uh coming directly from the white house regime um it's 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 a little bit more shocking now but um they were already in alignment with the left anyway so right um it's like who needs free speech anyway <laughs> and obviously the white house doesn't think it's uh, free speech is a valid thing so well at, it, at this point sure and i'll throw it to you over real quick chaos because the the next question i'll throw out there is is this even a free speech issue on a private platform like facebook well it is when the government gets involved <laughs> chaos well it's a, a an issue of um private private 
uh, private property, I would say, in that, um, yes, I think it's very good for people to respect free speech. Um, and the best option is for choices in the marketplace. If one media platform says, uh, no, we're going to censor people, I think people would gravitate increasingly towards an alternative. Um, and, uh, of course, you then you have to consider, well, did, did the government do something that, uh, that eliminated competitive choices out there? I, I don't know about all of that, but um, uh, I would say if Facebook uh, does this on their own, it, um, it's their own property. And then I'd have the opposite reaction. I mean, I'd have the same reaction if the government said, uh, you 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 uh, have to say something, or you or you cannot say something. Whether the government's a mandate for or against, it's the government controlling people's private uh, property. So, from a libertarian point of view, I'd say it's uh, it's up to them, the owners. Okay. Now, what MC was I think hinting at is Facebook and the and the current White House regime are in alignment on these things. So, I don't. I don't know if this is like a private property issue where the private property owner, in this case being Facebook, is going to push back uh, too harsh on, you know, being being demanded these things. And I don't even know if it's a demand because the way the way the articles read was uh, the White House is pointing out um, misinformation posts with misinformation on Facebook and requesting that Facebook, you know, manage those. Right. So they're just saying, like, th- this guy's posting dumb stuff. Uh, you should probably take it down. And Facebook goes like, well, thank you, White House, for the, for informing us that that's misinformation, and we will gladly take it down. Uh, so, yeah, so I don't... I, it's, well, if they, if they uh, wanted to remove misinformation, they probably wouldn't allow any politician to say anything at all uh, because <laughs> politicians are constantly misinforming the public and twisting yeah. things. So that they're the true. worst of mm-hmm. offenders. Uh, but I... I'd say probably one thing that's motivating Facebook is this intimidation, this fear factor. They figure, well, if we don't self-censor, we know that the, uh, the, the government is going to use its hammer and, and compel us to censor, or they will censor us. So it's, it's not really a free market uh, option here when they're facing the threat of intervention by the government, and that's something that they... I don't think they're being threatened at this point. Uh, Facebook's been aligned with uh, authoritarian uh, style of doing things uh, for a long time. So, yeah, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm with MC on that. I don't think that's the thing. I don't think there's coercion from Facebook. I think there's collusion amongst the two. Don't you think that though, for for a decade, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg has feared the the constant calls for breaking up his monopoly, and that. They may not attack uh, the speech factor, but they might say, "Oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna break you up. We're gonna, you know." I mean, uh, that's what happened with Microsoft. Uh, Bill Gates uh, kind of ignored them for a long time until they threatened to to uh, bring antitrust lawsuits against him. Then he suddenly became very cooperative with the government and, okay. and schmoozy with them. No, I I don't think Zuckerberg is afraid of them. I think he. It's so weird because Zuckerberg actually believes. He's the reason that, that Trump won. He, he thinks that all the misinformation from Trump supporters on Facebook and from Russia is the reason that Trump won. Like if it wasn't for social media, then Trump would have lost. It's so crazy. Well, and so now he's remedying that, right, by 
by aligning with the Biden office and censoring exactly. all these posts. Yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks that that's his, now his duty is to uh, be a branch of the, the uh, Democrat establishment. It could well be because, uh, I mean, certainly I would guess that the atmosphere at, for the personnel at his place on is probably very left. Um, right. And he's, he's feeling the, the culture of the left in his organization. He's not going up against that at all. So you mentioned competition. One of the other talking points that arose from this issue um, was censored here, censored everywhere. Uh, they were pushing the idea that if you are banned for misinformation on one social media platform, uh, you should be banned from all other social media platforms at the same time. Thoughts on that? Well, the reason this is um, an issue of whether or not it's a government monopoly, you could say, well, AT&T ran the phone lines. And, uh, okay, it was a private company, but it was a legal monopoly. So, therefore, uh, they and, – and I would say with the major broadcast uh, stations, you know, ABC, NBC, and CBS, uh, yes, they – there was more than one. It wasn't exactly a monopoly, but because um, the government licensed out all their competitors and only licensed them, then I would say that it really isn't a market choice uh, because the players, the, the, the broadcasters, knew they had to toe the government line to keep their license. So uh, it really isn't uh, a matter of market choice. Well, in this case, it... it they're they're trying to stifle the market choice um yeah i i will at this point right i don't like hoisting the flag that facebook is a monopoly at all because there are there are way too many alternatives for people to use um that you can't call facebook a monopoly they 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 might be the market leader they might have you know the the shares the market shares where they're in a dominant position, um, but they are they are in no way a monopoly in the space of social media or even what they do. Um, so when the, when when the White House comes out and you know when you know when they come out and say that, well, if you get banned from Facebook for spreading misinformation, right, you should be banned from all other uh, social media platforms. There's that's that's a big deal if they were able to enforce it. Right, because there are decentralized, you know, uh, federated platforms where you could operate your own server if you wanted to. And how would they go about enforcing that if you just popped up your own server uh, and you know got uh, you know linked up to the the rest of the network uh, to spew your your misinformation and lies amongst those people? I'm sure they're really just talking about like you know Twitter and a handful of the others. But how do you, you know? How do they enforce that if that's their goal? And so I don't want to. I don't want to go down the road of like saying Facebook is a monopoly um, because <laughs> I, not. I'd have to agree with you because when I told my students about um, posting some information about their club on Facebook, they all looked at me like I was a dinosaur. They said nobody uses Facebook anymore. We all use something else. Now I don't know if the something else was something owned by Facebook, um, but still. Uh, it does very much seem like the, the the market is offering lots of choices out there that I'm not aware of. Right. And so uh, MC brought it up, and I'll throw this back over to you, Cass. Can we even 
bring this into the realm of a free speech issue, knowing that Facebook is a private platform, allegedly, um, and unless you're unless you really believe the collusion with the government, you have free speech on any other platform of your choice, including setting up your own server. So is it really a, is this really a, a, an issue of free speech, being able to post your misinformation on a particular platform or not? Um, like when you say it that way, is like it's, it's more of like a legal legal question, and I care less about the legal issues. Okay, um, it's like, well, I mean, free speech. I, it's the only I reason think, free speech comes up is because it's enshrined in the First Amendment. Sure, but it's it's not just an amendment. It's also a really good idea. Okay, you know <laughs> that's that's what's that's what's bad um, when you have. Uh, a significant portion of the population that agrees with the White House and uh, the establishment big companies saying that uh, we need to limit people's speech because of you know what they d- determine is misinformation. That's it's it's very dangerous. And okay, so is it is it anti free speech? Well, yes, because there it's it's a bunch of people that only want to hear uh their their voice so they're you know creating these tribal uh what do you call it um i don't know oh man my brain's not working when when you're in a room and you only hear this clicks same type, oh oh echo chamber echo chamber yeah yeah so i i hear your point and whereas i do think free speech is a great idea when it bumps into private property rights, right? Like one has to take precedent over the other. Um, and I will always lean toward private property rights. Right. Sure. But there's, I think there's a good reason why free speech was first. And it's, it's uh, probably the, it's, wow. It's, there's, it's, it's, it's the most important because if, if you can't speak, if you can, if you can take your opponent's, voice away even temporarily then you can cause a lot of damage yeah you know, but, once, but if your opponent is goes, shouting on your on your porch into your front door right no it's it's not that it's it's if you can take somebody's speech away then you can take their property away and they won't be able to tell anybody about it you know it's like that's that's how bad it it could get you know so um it's yeah it's it's a it's a wonderful idea to have that is the the first amendment but it's just it's just a good idea to to uh want everybody to have anyway you know even your enemies yeah you, you no i want them to uh do that stuff so anyway i'm not suggesting uh, that it be taken away i'm suggesting that they need to find a platform that will allow them to speak or they must yeah, speak no, from their I, own property right i i totally agree that people okay. should find an alternative to facebook um so there's Facebook still a problem with there's still a problem with that because a lot of people are on Facebook and don't realize how much of an echo chamber it is. Right. And so yeah, the, <laughs> creating these separate you know silos of you know these these uh, tribal people is it you know it's going to lead to something like a civil war or something like that. Okay. And and so, and you know what? I'm I'm perfectly okay with a secession. 
States just going their own way. Yep. Um, so why not just extend that out to social media platforms? Like social media platforms, just go your own way, right? You you want you want you want you're a leftist. You want to be on Facebook. By all means, be on Facebook. You're you're a conservative. You're on the right. Uh, you know, parlor's the place for you. I guess. Right. Just yeah. stay with your kind, and and nary the two shall mix. Now, if you want if you want to have a debate of ideas, right? Then maybe a a third party platform hosting that sort of event would be useful, right? Or, you know, Facebook can invite parlor members, uh, you know, to, to have a discussion of ideas. Um, but I, you know, again, I, you know, b- before speech for me comes, comes the private property is, issue, no matter how great speech is, um, free speech, free speech happens from your own property, not from mine, unless I allow it. Um, and if Facebook doesn't want to platform certain type of speech, uh, I don't, I don't begrudge them for that. I'm, it may not be the platform for me because I value, you know, more freedom of speech, but I don't, I don't say that because they're a platform in and of itself that they must platform all speech from all people just because they exist. No, I'm, I'm not saying they should from, from all people. Okay. What I'm saying is they shouldn't. They shouldn't want to create a, an echo chamber and, and the, the, the tribal uh, uh, type of attitudes where, where people can't hear other opinions because then, well, I, I just think it's just really dangerous. Okay. I, I would agree plus, with you that it's dangerous. Go ahead, KS. Plus, I, I would say that uh, uh, Facebook would certainly be harming their um, – their own vitality by limiting it. Uh, for example, suppose that a newspaper strictly had only its own editorial staff writing all of their commentary. People would uh, it would lose credibility and it would lose interest. What what is is exciting is the contest of ideas. So I think a smart platform is going to say we will attract a lot more viewers and listeners and participants uh the more competition we allow in our uh, in our uh, room you know so See, I, I think that yeah I, that's just a problem. i want to agree with you in theory because i may have made that case some years ago and in the beginning like twitter was that place and i think i've made this case on this show before as well twitter was that place Twitter was the free speech, say what you want, let it all hang out. This is one of the reasons why you can go back and like, you know, cancel people from old tweets from like decades ago, because you were free to say the most dumbest shit you could think of on Twitter. Um, and you were not censored at the time. There was, that was like the free speech platform. Um, what Twitter found out, and this, you know, goes to what you were saying about, you know, I guess, uh, culling your market a little bit is all of that troll speech, that hate speech, that bad speech was driving out others, right? Like people who just wanted to have a normal conversation were not able to do so on Twitter because the troll mobs would make um, their use of that platform prohibitively frustrating, right? Like why do I, why do I want to go to my Twitter 
and all of my replies are from trolls and all the DM requests are from haters, right? Like, why do I want to deal with that? They're not making coherent arguments. They're just being belligerent. And so Twitter, you know, in, in, in the better interest of serving a greater market, right, said like, we're going to put a stop to that, right? We're, we are no longer going to entertain that sort of activity on our platform. And I think in doing so was to serve the greater market of their consumers, right? If they allowed all that free speech, all that trolling, all that hatred, all that vitriol, right? They would, they would push away um, the, 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 the normal people who would like value Twitter. Um, yeah, that's an excellent point. I know that Zoom, for example, when they first opened up for everybody a year ago, um, trolls could get into any kind of uh, meeting or, and, and just, just blast all kinds of garbage yeah, and vicious, say uh, you know, stuff that was, uh, you know, just just intended to disrupt. And you're right; they, I think they were smart to devise a way to uh, reduce the noise. And uh, yeah, and yeah. So you're you're right. That's uh, and that happened to Zoom because they got too big too quickly, and they weren't prepared for it. Right? They were they were a small company who served a niche market, and then now they're the go to platform for all communication across the world. Right. Yeah. So they, they grew up really fast during COVID and a lot of those, you know, things were not in place because it was, it was more of a hindrance to their target market at the time. Right. You, yeah. you want to make it easy to join meetings, you know, cause you're going to have non-tech savvy people trying to utilize this software from business to business. Um, so you turn off some of that security in exchange for, you know, in exchange for convenience. And then when they grew, they like had to figure out how to like train people to be secure and to keep out those trolls. But that's what happens. And that's like, that's, that's the bane of the internet when it becomes uh, a free speech or free expression platform is that it's overrun by that element of people, the trolls, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would even take that so far as to, you know, to bring it to uh, libertarian politics, um, you know, at the, at the national level or even here in New Hampshire at the local level, where there's, there's this divisiveness between pure libertarians, right, um, and like the, the SJW libertarians. And I don't want to get into that debate, but the point that the SJW libertarians make is you're, you're, you're you're allowing the victimizers to come into the party at the expense of the victims. So you're pushing out good people, right? The you know the you know the 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 SJW types, right? By allowing racists and homophobes and all these other quote unquote libertarians into the party and giving them speaking roles and promoting them and you know like the the whole the whole Mises caucus uh, you know, debate or whatever you want to call that, um, that, that group of people, right? I make fun of those people here locally. You know, if I, I see, you know, someone would like the, either the Mises caucus, go, Oh, so you're a racist, huh? You know, like that's, that's the stigma that it carries with now. Um, and so th- those people are being allowed in, but at the same time, because they're being allowed in, they're pushing out, uh, minorities from the party. And so the libertarian party, has to weigh this, you know, like who's the greater value to the party, right? The racists or the minorities? You got to pick. 
you know, the, 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 the big tent does not encompass both because they're at odds with each other. And the same happens with free speech on platforms, right? The, the, the wide open, say what you want platform avails itself to trolls at an enormous level because they now have a place to like vent their vitriol unless they're squashed. And when they are squashed, they raise hell and go like, I thought this was free speech. I thought I could say what I want. And the answer is no, not on this platform. You go do it on your own platform. And in doing so, you create the echo chambers. Thoughts? Yeah, it sounds, sounds uh, all good. I, I think we've, uh, we've dealt with this, this one pretty well. Well, one more point then for you to consider. Um, the whole speech on Facebook ideal, right? This whole um, getting involved with the state was something that the alt-right and the, you know, the conservatives were pushing years ago as they were becoming deplatformed, right? Even, even those that may have considered themselves anarchists at the time, right? Or right anarchist or, you know, anarcho-capitalist even might fit that banner, right? I personally would make the case that Facebook is private. Um, they can do what they want and you deal with it because they're a private company and the, the case that was coming from the alt-right and the conservatives at the time was, no, they're not. They are in collusion with the state, right? They are too big. Um, I think we had a, a, it was a minor debate on like Free Talk Live, not just with Facebook, but with like Amazon and Google, right? Taking funding from the, I forget which one it was, but taking funding from the CIA. Like you, you're a primary contractor for like, you know, the, one of the worst corrupt government agencies on the planet you, you no longer avail yourself to the benefits of a private company. You are one with the state. Um, and I would have argued against that at the time because like, yeah, yeah, you can contract with them, but you're still private, right? You may, you may get, you get the benefits of a private institution. Um, but with this recent point that MC, you know, we, we led the show with Facebook is now taking orders directly from the white house. And whether or not they agree with those orders or not, I think they do agree with them. And it's just, you know, could be a scapegoat type thing. Well, the White House said we have to do it, so we do it. You know, kind of shifts the blame from Facebook's side of things. But they're now more than ever, right, the, the complaints of the right and the alt-right and the right wing and the conservatives from years ago are starting to bear out in the open that they are indeed in collusion with the government. Um, and if that is the case, Right? Do they still get the, the privileges that we would extend to private property owners, or do we call it what it is at this point, which is just straight up fascism, right? Corporate, you know, co uh, public private partnerships, uh, however, whatever light term you want to call it, um, and call it that, and then deal with it accordingly. Um, so, how do you deal with it? Let's say it is a fascist collusion. Where the government is paying Facebook and Facebook is gladly doing it because not only do they want to get paid, but they actually kind of like the White House. So. Good question. I mean, for me, the answer has always been just avail yourself to the alternatives, right? The, the future will be federated. They'd get on, you know, get on another, get on another platform. Um, I mean, that that's fine and all, but I, yeah. it's a lot of the times when I talk on Facebook, it's not because I want the people that I already that already agree with me to hear me. I want it. I want the people that, that don't agree with me to hear me. And some, sometimes I'll, I'll make a, a, a random 
post on on uh, on my Facebook page that's not political at all, and I'll get more interaction on those ones, right? Yeah. But that's not what I want. So what what happens is I'll, I'll get I'll wait till like there's ten people commenting on my post, and then I'll post something political just so they you know they it'll come up on their on their their feed or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's obviously it's a trap. Um, and maybe they'll catch on to it eventually and, and they won't read it. But some, sometimes they're, they're people that are, you know, uh, friends or friends of friends, um, that, that are stuck in their echo chamber. And those are the people I want to reach. Not, not the people that already agree with me. That's kind of silly. Yeah. So I guess the question is, what are you going to do when you are inevitably banned from the Facebook platform? Cause that's, that's, um, that's what the future holds if you continue down this path, right? If, if you don't tow that line, you will be, you will be deplatformed at least on that platform I, and they I would be in the think, right to do so. I don't think I'll, I will be banned. I think what will happen is that they will only, only ban people that, especially groups and, you know, pages that you can cut, create on, on Facebook is that if, if they have enough reach, then they'll get banned. And so it'll seem like, uh, well, only mainstream thought is popular because that's the only thing that exists on on Facebook. And then the only only thing you might hear is from an individual, not uh, a big group. And so there might be a group with you know fifty thousand people in the in the fear climate change group, and there just won't be uh, a group that is um, not worried about that or fighting against climate change fear. Yeah. And again, several so, years ago, I might agree with you, but I, I got my first Facebook ban. Like, you know, I think it was like three hours or 24 hours or something like that. Um, just for leaving the comment, fucking Canadians on a post that had nothing to do with Canada or Canadians. It was a joke between like myself, um, and the, you know, the, my actual real life friend, uh, on Facebook about, I don't even know what the original post was anymore. But, you know, he was like something, something traumatic happened in his life, right? I forget <laughs> what it was. And I just went fucking Canadians as if ca- Canadians were responsible for this traumatic event. Clearly not the case. Well, clearly, well, in clearly it was a bad joke to somebody. So, <laughs> And it may not have been, right? The, the algorithm is picking up on a lot of these things. Like I got, I, I, uh, I started a group on Facebook, like an uncensored group, because there was like an, uh, an anarchist group of the same name um, that was like blocking posts. And I went, well, screw this. I will compete. I will start another group, call it uncensored, um, you know, and, and so on. And the group went nowhere, absolutely nowhere. There was like maybe three members in the group for years. And it just, it was a dead group, like no activity whatsoever um, for years. And then within the last two years, uh, I get a pop-up on Facebook saying, hey, we found something that violates community standards in your group. And I go, shit, nothing's been posted in that group in like three years. What, what could you possibly have found? Um, so it wasn't a complaint from a new group member. No, there was, hasn't been new group members in years, and there's only a handful of them there. And I don't think the, the, the small percentage of people that hadn't participated in that group in years right? We're like digging through it to find a post, uh, to get the group banned on. No, the algorithm picks it up. 
It's it's it, it doesn't even have to offend anybody. It just has to trigger the right words for the algorithm to see, and they go, nope, sorry, too bad. And so there's you know there's a lot of people getting banned, and you have been fortunate to skirt under that radar. But as the walls close in on what is acceptable speech, right? So at some point, if you're not in aligned with what Facebook allows and what Facebook believes in and like the, the party line that they tow, um, you will find yourself on the other end of that. And you might say, yeah, no, no, not me. Uh, no, but again, I, no I, it definitely could happen. You know, I, I just, I, I think it, it will, I don't think it will happen to me, but um, it, it definitely could. And I, then, I, then your speech is not radical enough. Right. That might be the case. Okay. And I and I think one of the things like I I try not to be like too radical. Like one one of my favorite topics is climate change. You know, it shouldn't be uh dangerous to talk about that. But um, it is. It absolutely I mean, is. I think the the one topic that is dangerous to talk about uh, the, or at least the left thinks is is the the vaccine. And so even saying this uh, will probably you know could could get it removed because I said I said COVID nineteen and that's uh, one of those uh, trigger words that that uh, I'm not allowed to talk about because I'm not a doctor. Yeah, so. and if and if I posted this show on Facebook anymore, it probably would get taken down at some point if someone heard that. And yeah, I've 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 seen it in YouTube clips. I've seen it in Facebook posts. Right, the the, the words are blurred out. Those they're you know they're redacted in some form or fashion. Uh, people use well, alternatives for it, or yeah, they most they of the time it's self, it. self-censoring now, just so they don't get uh, kicked off. <laughs> right, but I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing either, right? Because why would, again, why would you want to jump through those hoops to stay on a platform that obviously does not want you there? It's it's not about supporting the platform. It's about getting to people that okay haven't heard your 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 view yet it's um it's it and it's also a way for for the people who do think like you to be able to better talk about it to have uh better responses when they say you must get the vaccine yeah and i you would I, want go ahead you, you know if you don't want the vaccine you'd probably want 10 reasons instead of three not to get it you know i don't i i i don't need any more than one i choose not to Right, like that's it. I don't need to be convinced one way or the other. I've made a choice. Uh, no, I mean it, it because um, when when talking to other people, you you want to have the most ammunition at your disposal to to make the best points to why you should you know step off my lawn and <laughs> yeah. not come in my house and not jab me. Yeah. So when, so when people ask me why I choose not to get the vaccine, I go, I'm not a guinea pig or a lab rat, right? Like, you know, even even M was asking me, like, would you take the vaccine later? And I go, maybe, right? I don't I don't know what later holds, but give it some time, right? Give give the long term effects uh, some time to trickle out and see what's really going on in there, and then you know later on also means my life situation changes, right? Maybe I fall into a. a uh, a more risky class where the vaccine, you know, might be a better choice at the time right now. No. So I choose not to like, I'm not testing it. Go, go fuck yourself. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Um, you test it, you test and tell me how it goes. 
Like I've had it, dealt with it, survived it, moving on. Like, but you're right that that will get censored at some point on Facebook if you want to talk about it. If you if you're trying to reach those people, like how do you do it? You got You got to. You got to give them a little nugget, and then entice them away from that platform, right? Like yeah, that. I I think getting people to to change platforms is is about the same as you know getting them to open their minds to new ideas. Uh, probably even more difficult, um, because if if you had these these tribal uh, platforms set up, then it would. You know, if if you were to go like, okay, let let's say you're you know a person that leans leftist that that basically believes or not believes, but just accepts everything that the 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 mainstream media puts out there is mostly true, doesn't really care about politics, they're just going along, um, and they they don't really care about their worldview or or, defi- or or coming up with one or 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 what it means or what their life means or whatever. But let's say they're just you know. Uh, leaning left, and then we create these tri- tribal uh, social networks and someone's on Facebook and all they hear is their, their echo chamber and, and, of course, they think they're right and they think uh, uh, scientists can never be wrong and uh, the politicians are working for them whenever their politician is in office. And, okay, so then they say, okay, I'm going to dip my toe and, and the other side, well, the other side is going to be so extreme to them because they've never heard any of it yeah. that they're, they're not, they're not going to be able to process any of it. So those will be like, Whoa, they're, they're crazy. And then they'll go right back to their safe space on Facebook and never think again. So that's one of the reasons why I definitely want to stay on Facebook. And so at least they know there's some other arguments out there okay. instead of, um, you know, just people, <laughs> blindly going through life without ever hearing uh, a dissenting opinion. Sure. Um, and, and with yeah, that I, goal, staying on Facebook is fine. Uh, but if you, if the, the longer you push those uh, alternate viewpoints, right. The, the more you risk being deplatformed and it, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing I, I from what I see, I, I don't feel like I'm, really platformed yet anyway like i don't have uh people coming to me for information it's, okay. it's more me going out to post other stuff sure uh, for other people to see and um you know if, if if i can reach a couple people i'm happy okay um and it's not like uh you know i'm not running reason.com for example yeah. well i would yeah. keep doing the lord's work in enemy territory then um because that's you know I don't I don't know how much of a platform the alt right had to begin with, um, but the, their views were extreme enough to get removed uh, everywhere in a, in a very short period of time, right? And I don't think that their positions were extraordinarily outside the realm of reason. Um, in a lot of cases, they just crossed the wrong people, and off they went, right? Like Steph- Stefan Molyneux still has a Facebook page, but I don't know how active it is uh, because he said the wrong <laughs> well, he's, things. He's know? got, well, he's got his own hardcore followers, but yeah, yeah, he does. He, I think he 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 did himself in, not not anybody else. Maybe, but it, you know, if if he may say things that go against the 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 general consensus of acceptability, um, but 
at some point he was well within the realm of reason, right? And then the what was the 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 Overton window, right, of acceptable content started shifting toward the left, and eventually the people on the extreme side of the right were forced out. But this this window is still moving to the left, right? And it's it's soon it's going to consume uh, moderates and rational individuals, right? The independent thinkers. Um, as it continues to move to the left, unless it stops, right? And I don't think it's going to stop um, in the you know in the realm of rational, rational and reasonable thought on social media anytime soon. Not not with who's running it, and not with their collusion with you know the the leftist state in charge. No, I don't. I don't expect it to stop. No. All right. So, like I said, just keep keep doing the Lord's work in in you know be, behind enemy lines. If you can bring people out, get them out. Um, I think the, the last thing I posted on my, my personal Facebook page, I think it's been buried because some people tag me in things. Um, but the last thing was like, this is my last post on, uh, on this thing. If you want to, if you still value what I have to say, find me on telegram. Right. And so I, I set up a, a telegram page and a telegram channel and all that other nonsense for, for people to find. And it's basically dead. Like nobody cares. I'm like, all right, nobody cares, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't care enough to go back into the fire and drag people out, right? Like I, that is not my mission. Um, I will get on here. I will speak. I will get back on free talk live soon and voice my opinion there. You can agree or disagree with me on either platform uh, if you want, but I'm no, you know, I'm no longer coming to you for your benefit. I am hunkering down, uh, surrounding myself that, you know, with, with those who are willing and able to, I'm going to say fight the battle, but that's a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> I, I think part of the reason why I like Facebook and why a lot of younger people don't like Facebook is because of the arguments, the, the, the discussion between people. Um, I enjoy it. So, Yeah. Well, and, and if, if I wasn't worried about getting, you know, I guess it, it six of one, half a dozen of the other, if I wasn't worried about getting censored on Facebook, I too have enjoyed those arguments. Right. But making making the argument set yourself up to get banned. And I do not want to get banned because even though I don't post on Facebook, I still source news from there. I still follow certain individuals on there because that's where they are. So I'm active on Facebook as a viewer, no longer as a participant. And if I start participating, I will lose access to being a viewer as well with when 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 the ban hammer comes down. But yeah. What, what can you do? You know, that's, that was the question. And I, you know, stay in there, fight it out as long as you can get it, bring out as many people as you can, or just leave, find something else. I do like telegram, you know, that's seems to be a a good spot. Uh, but even there, there's like censorship issues, um, coming out of that. So I I don't know, right. Free talk live, set up a, a matrix server. If you're into that, um, once they, once you know, social media started to derail those activities, maybe Facebook would would be better off if they allowed people to uh, pick which things they want to censor. Uh, on, um, yeah, no, you already can. People don't want to. They, if Facebook, if Facebook didn't involve themselves, then yes, right. But you can already block people. You can already mute people. I mean, right. not just people, but like entire ideas, like. They're like they're censoring the idea that uh, you know 
uh, COVID vaccine is, is bad. You can't say that. Um, or COVID vaccine is dangerous. So um, they could make it where like you can, you have a, a checklist of things that, that you don't want to hear about. And you, you, it'll basically, the, the algorithm, instead of banning a group, could just prevent certain groups from seeing those ideas at all. And if you want to see that type of stuff, just like, oh, I, I don't mind seeing curse words and just enable that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would be for that as well. If, if, if they got out of the business of like dictating what can be heard and just put in the tools so people can make those individual choices. Sure. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I return to active status on Facebook, but as it stands where they're, you know, they're the arbiter of information and what is true and isn't true. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a participant in that. Like I said, I'll, yeah, I'll view it. Ridiculous. I'll spectate. I'll spectate because there's, you know, there's certain people that still post there and, as soon as soon as people post there, say like, I'm doing this other thing someplace else, right? I will immediately follow that other thing, right? Like I'm, you know, I've I've increased the amount of channels and whatnot that I'm subscribed to on Telegram simply because those channels cross post now. I go, okay, you're off of Facebook. You're trying to get off of Facebook. I will support you on this other on on Telegram. Just just so you know that we can we can all get off of Facebook, and it's it might be a slow burn. Um, but like Cass was saying earlier, like the youngins don't even use it. So it might just fade out of existence, much like, you know, Friendster and MySpace or, you know, whatever those were in the past, just people move on to, to other things. And as not a youngin uh, at this point anymore, um, I'm starting to lose track of what those other things are, right? Like I, I've had TikTok downloaded uh, on my iPad for several years, I follow no one because it's dumb, right? I, I have an Instagram account, but it's not as entertaining for me because it's just pictures. And I think that's like dumbing stuff down. I like to read. I like to get information. I like to, you know, I like to be informed. Um, so I'm not, you know, so I'm not active on those newer platforms, right? I had Vine when that was a thing, you know, predates TikTok. It's like, oh yeah, we got this like six second clip. I always, okay, like, okay, entertain me for six seconds. That was dumb too. But that's, you know, that's, that's the, that's a generational thing at this point, you know? So yeah, Facebook will fade at some point, but yeah. the question still becomes, where do you go from there? Well, I guess b before we go on to the next subject, I just wanted to, I, what, what I really want people to understand is that uh, when uh, huge social media companies start colluding with, the government, um, it's a bad thing. It could end up really bad for the U.S. It could cause civil war. Um, and I don't know, like, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting. That's all I can say. Um, they they want to uh, poke the secession bear like I, I like to do, then, then fine, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's not going to turn out good for everybody. So oddly enough, that bear might get poked pretty hard here in New Hampshire. I'm trying to find the, the press release. Um, here you go. Uh, headline, beleaguered radio hosts offer to underwrite secession drive. Um, this is from the Ridley Report. See, again, frequently on YouTube, but now cross posts on Telegram. Um, I'm not going to read the article, but it's basically uh, Dave Ridley, the activist here, 
has been pushing for you know some some secession bills to enter legislation, but they're cost prohibitive, um, and he doesn't want to like he doesn't want taxpayers to bear the bear the cost of this you know introduction, and so somehow he could, either convinced or they just decided to the a couple of the other co-hosts of Free Talk Live said, you want it done, we'll pay for it. These are members of the Crypto Six being you know you know basically assaulted by the federal government go you know as their little way of fighting back right go like all right if we want the federal government's off our ass we will underwrite this and so they're they're willing to pay i don't know what that entails i've read i've i've seen the headline i read the article i don't necessarily understand it it's a lot of um it's a lot of information in a short span of time that i just as a non non-politico i don't understand some of it so i'm not going to read it here or try to explain it but that is in the works so secession secession here secession there secession everywhere um to get to just end that tim, tim pool had a uh a video uh or podcast about the amount of people that that are okay with secession so they did a poll in like the one of the biggest groups was democrats in california and, interesting uh, and of course those polls are sometimes not accurate it's more people just virtue signaling um but um a lot of people did mark that secession was okay so um there there's a uh, yeah all types of different groups and and uh, uh across the US that that uh don't don't like the other group enough that that they're that they at least on paper they they say they're willing to split up the US and i think that's hilarious but um I, I like the idea of decentralization. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't think if if we had secession, I don't think it would necessarily turn out good. But I think at some point, I think it has to happen. Like, I, I just, I can't see the centralization of power in the, in the federal government uh, ever stopping. And so they certainly don't want to stop that, uh, no matter which party is in, in, in charge. So uh, at, at some point, um, uh, an exit would be uh, the best option eventually. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind you. It's a, it's a weird thing to think about because it always happens somewhere else, right? Like this is like in, in my mind, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? The world is pretty set at the moment. Like sure, yeah. Israel. As it's ever been. <laughs> as, as set as it's ever been. Um, but like in my lifetime in other places. And again, the whole Israeli conflict going on right now is, you know, probably the best example of it happening. Now um, the lines are being redrawn, right? Like the, the, the Soviet union breakup, you know, countries here, countries there, uh, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, like whatever happens to be like those lines get to be redrawn. And to me, it's just, it's unfathomable that it happens here so abruptly and yet i'm cheering for that as much as possible like i i would love for those lines to get redrawn in my lifetime you know for more freedom where i'm at specifically um but just you know just just because it has to happen right like it it can't not happen um but it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be weird for people to go through that stage when it does and i just hope hopefully i'm around for it (laughs) That's the goal, right? Liberty in my lifetime. I, I, there's no guarantee it will 
uh, end up with more liberty, though. It could be the complete opposite. It could be that the left and the right, uh, you know, voluntarily agree to separate from each other, but then each of those factions ends up becoming more authoritarian because they think they need to defend each other, to defend themselves from their neighbor, yeah, uh, because they hate each other so bad. So it, it, you know. There's no guarantee it's going to give you more liberty, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, but that, you know, to me, that's always like the devil you know fallacy, if that's a real fallacy. I know it's a thing, and I just, I don't ever, in my, like, my personal life, I don't ever allow that to, like, to be the deciding factor in what my goals are, right? Like, you never know what's going to happen. It could be better than this, than the current situation. It could be worse than the current situation, but you don't know. Well, I You'll mean, never even know. Th- think think about it in in the 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 position of New Hampshire. Like the the people that want to fund the uh, the secession uh, are actually uh, they're basically fighting the the federal government. Let's say right, they are. So why would that attitude stop once they get in power? Like if they you know took over the government and seceded, they would continue their biggest enemy would still always be the federal government. And so how would they be able to fight them? Well, they might you know, try to get more power, you know? So um, it's not like they would uh, take control and then just let go of the power. So um, even if they say they're libertarians, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think that I, I honestly think that's a bigger problem in Hawaii and why Hawaii's secession movement is so terrible is because there, there's a handful of factions fighting to seize the reins of power once they wrest it from the control of the federal government. Um, and I don't know if I see the same thing here amongst the liberty-loving, freedom-oriented libertarians here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't... It'll probably happen because that's just the nature of things. But the rhetoric is, let's get away from the federal government and then work to scale it down even further from there. So if New Hampshire secedes, the new quote-unquote federal government is like the state government, and we'll be still fighting the state government for more localized power and control all the way down. Like, it's, it's, it's a sure. step-by-step thing, whereas in Hawaii, it's like, okay, we got rid of the feds, now I'm in charge, and I'm going to tell everyone else what to do because I won and I'm in control. So... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I still think that the, the the biggest threat would still be the federal government because, um, you know, if 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 somehow New Hampshire seceded and declared themselves their own country, um, the the federal government would would be right there, uh, doing everything they could to reverse that. Absolutely. And so that 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 threat would create the need for a defense, and that that need for the defense would create the need for uh, this. Uh, big government to fight the other big government. I hear you. And I don't, if that were to happen, I don't think New Hampshire would be able to put up the defense necessary to fend off the feds at that level. There's, there's not enough people here. Um, It's going to be like secede, have it be honored if we're lucky or, you know, they're just going to, we're just going to get usurped back into the, the greater United States. But that's, Hey, that's what the South tried in the civil war, right? Just let us go. And I went, Nope. Yep, <laughs> you're back, bitches. You're and, and that's why that's why I think secession, if it happens, it's going to be a, a bigger type event where 
you know, half, half the country goes one way and half the other. Like they both have to, both sides have to agree that they're just not compatible with each other. And, yeah. Um, Ge- so, geographically, yeah. the weird thing is here is like Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine are somewhat closely aligned in certain areas. And there's a definite dichotomy between like those three Northeastern states and the Southern Northeastern states. Like once you get down to like Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York, right. They're completely off the wagon, you know? And so you'll have this like little reddish purple spot up at the top surrounded by blue before you get even close to where those other red states would separate from. Like if, if it, if there was a split down the middle, this section, uh, this section geographically would likely be taken by the blue. Like you'd have, you'd have coastal blue and internal red and it'd be a weird split if that's the way it happened. And then again, the, the, the red people here, the, you know, the, the freedom loving conservative folks uh, would, would throw a shit fit for that here as well. And the battle would continue. Right on. Do we have any headlines? Oh, uh, we do. We're also like right at the end of the time. So I can oh, read right. them, but we can, no reason <laughs> to get into them. Um, any, any other thoughts on this or anything else? Otherwise, we're just going to wrap it. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Final thoughts? Nope. That'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com. On Clubhouse, there is an Anarchist Experience Club. Search for it or follow me. Uh, at riches for rich r i c h e s the number four r i c h, and again I use Telegram quite a bit for for that and other things. So you can get with us on Telegram, t.me slash anarchist experience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, you can use that to, through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Aloha. Thanks, love.